Hello and welcome to What Is Going On Anyway, where I, your host, Anne Headley, do not answer that question. I don't know what's going on anyway, but I will ponder questions, thoughts with you as I look forward through two-week periods of time following the new and full moon using the I Ching and other of my favorite forms of divination and my own sense of, hmm, what is it? Inner clarity? No, it's not inner clarity. I don't have that. Hmm. I sense into my own feelers and share that with you. That's all I know. So I'm calling it what's going on anyway because I don't know what's going on anyway. I have no idea, but I like to talk. And I like to talk into this little red microphone that I have to record. And so I will continue doing that. And now I present you with this moon reading. Thanks for being here. So today I want to start with a mantra card and this is the deck called the healing mantra deck by Matt Kahn um, and I pulled this card I just wanted to start with this partly because this is so interesting but let me say partly the reason I wanted to do that is because I feel insecure about this whole process I recorded three episodes and then I went back to listen to them and just think like, what does this sound like? As if I could listen to it from an unbiased perspective. But that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to listen to it as if, you know, just to see like, am I nuts? Should I even be doing this? Why am I doing this? And I listened to this podcast. God, I don't even really want to mention it. It's really embarrassing. And if I could d figure out how to delete it, I would. But I can't can't figure out how to delete it. So it's stuck in there in the interwebs. This, it was pandemic, right at the beginning of pandemic, March 2020. Maybe this was like April or May. I don't know. And I was like, I'm like everybody else. I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to figure out everything. And also I'm going to solve everybody's problems that are clearly arising through this pandemic. Oh, little baby girl, little baby girl didn't know anything. She, there was a lot that she didn't know. And so um, that podcast is really silly. Although I do talk about migraines and that has been such an ongoing process for me that that little bit in there when I'm talking about the migraines still stands. I, I feel that's legit. That stuff is real lived experience and I feel okay about that part of it. But the other stuff was like, why did I do it like that? And why did I have that sound in my voice? And oh, oh, at any rate. So I'm feeling very insecure about this, not knowing why I'm doing it and what is it even for? Is it for me? Is this just for a, a way for my sisters to have a conversation with my sisters when I can't um, take that time or I don't take that time to have that many long conversations about what I'm thinking and feeling? Uh, anyway, but the card that came up was 
uncovering confidence. So wouldn't you know, that's exactly what I need right now. And the mantra for uncovering confidence is, I am the missing piece that completes the puzzle of the universe. I am the missing piece that completes the puzzle of the universe. Somehow when I think of it that way, it's like a microscope coming right in down on me and I become filled with that my let's see the way that I'm thinking about myself compared to all of the great podcasts out there all of the great thinkers and and writers and poets and artists I mean I'm just like my Instagram feed is inundated with these amazing, inspiring, beautiful people. And I think, why, how do I even fit into that? I'm not any of those things. I don't know what I am. I don't know what I'm even doing with my life. I don't have any answers at all. And so my confidence is really, It feels brutalized in a way by my own bullying. So that sense of taking up my vision with my own self, zooming in on just me and realizing that there's no way that I'm here unless I'm an essential part of everything that is. I'm occupying a space so I matter. And it's as simple as that. I can look at my hand and realize that I'm moving my arm through space and it's moving the air and I'm right here right now in relationship to the room, to the plants in the room, to the setting sun, to the season and I matter just because I exist. I know that's true and I also have the same conversation going on it's simultaneous of who do you think you are (laughs) so what fun is that Mm, that's fun to be in there with me doing all that so that's what's happening which is why i pulled that card today uncovering confidence and that's really something in me of this is part of the spiritual practice I've been reaching for, looking for, hoping for my whole life. Is it okay to just exist? Is it okay to just be me? So I'm here to talk about the new moon in February and I sure hope that this has something to do with confidence (laughs) so the new moon in February we're looking at the new worm moon and then in March we'll have a full worm moon and the hexagram that I got when I asked the question let's see again I have to go back up and see did I ask a good question Okay, the questions that I asked were for all of us. Anyone that's listening, this is clearly for you and me. What is to come? 
What can we expect? What is best to keep in mind for this new moon in February? And we got hexagram 48. I love it when I get this one, the well. And the questions here to consider are, what is the ever-present resource you draw from? What can you do to realize its potential here? The people of ancient China would sometimes move a whole city to a more favorable site. And they could take everything with them except the well. You can transplant your center and change everything about your life except for the source you draw on to sustain it all. You cannot own this source nor carry it with you. Whenever you move, you will need, first of all, to dig a new well to reach it. The well itself is utterly dependable. Nothing anyone can do will raise or lower the water level. People and experiences come and go. Time passes. The well is always the well and does not change. You need never doubt that you have these resources or that they are enough. The real question is whether you have the means to reach into such depths and a steady hand to bring the water up into the real world without loss. To fail would be disastrous. The potential in this situation is undeniable, but it may still be a long way from realization. So when I have all of those insecurities and questions around my worthiness, clearly it means I'm not reaching down into my well, my dependable well that never fails me. So let's look at the changing lines. We get changing lines two and five. Changing line two, in the well's depths, they shoot fish. The judge is cracked, the judge. <laughs> I like that, the judge. <laughs> I'm laughing because the word is jug. The jug is cracked and leaking. But I sure like that I said, the judge is cracked and leaking. Whoopsie, that's my phone. I gotta take this call and then I'll be back. And I'm back. That was a nice phone call. And then um, a few days later, and I'm back to this changing line too. I'm going to read it to you, see what comes up. At least the water is flowing clear, and there is some life and activity at the well. But people only experience the well's dark, isolating depths, and all they see in it is what they can believe in a small, visible, immediate boon for themselves. Oh goodness, that hits. Since it's hard to imagine a well in such poor repair becoming a permanent, dependable, shared source, people are not inclined to invest themselves in cooperative work to build such a thing. Hence, there will be small fish and no big crops. As they focus more narrowly on small personal gains, people may not even notice when a stray arrow cracks the well's jug. Hmm. Well, I'm just thinking about that, that I keep hoping for some sort of 
boon, some sort sort of small boon for myself? Could some bit of life be a little easier, a little better? Could something make more sense? And I'm not thinking in the bigger picture. In fact, I'm having a hard time thinking of the bigger picture at all, thinking about my community and the needs of my community, the needs of our larger country, the world. Curious. So let's um, just pop right over and take a look at line five. The well, clear, cold, the well, like semicolon, the well, clear, cold spring water to drink. What you need is here. Drink it. However dry and dusty your experience on the surface, you can be confident that reaching deep down into the well will connect you with a plentiful, natural source of cool water. You draw the water steadily and you can drink. How simple it is. Mm. You draw the water steadily and then you can drink. How simple it is. Okay. So this wisdom is giving me the sense of you know where it is, you know how to find it, go into your center and pull up that goodness, nourish yourself with it. And I've thought about that for years with my very relaxed, gentle yoga practice. I know how to find that peaceful place inside me. Usually it takes a few moments of laying on the floor, breathing consciously, rocking my body, stretching my body. I mean, that is, doesn't even necessarily have to be yoga. That's just an embodiment practice. That's just a way of remembering the vessel that you live in that has an incredible amount of wisdom stored in it. So interesting. Now, another book I pulled up, this one is Total I Ching, Myths for Change. I like this one because right after it shows the hexagram, it gives um, just a, a little blurb about the well. The well, communicate, interact, the underlying structure, the network, source of life water needed by all, welling up from the depths, the common people, common needs and strength, site of creative transformation. Now, another thing I wanted to mention is that I saw in the news that Jimmy Carter went into hospice. And so people can be in hospice for a while. And of course, there are stories of people going into hospice and then actually being discharged from hospice. But the idea of Jimmy Carter being near death or Jimmy Carter dying, I felt so emotional about it. And I thought, oh, I just don't even think I know that much about him. So I watched a documentary about Jimmy Carter and everyone commented on what a good, a deeply good man he is. And whenever someone dies that is well known, like globally known by many, many people, I consider, or I like to consider what is the inheritance that we all receive? Because we're all connected to this person in some way. We have some kind of 
mind space that's occupied by Jimmy Carter. And what would the inheritance be? Like I first started doing this when Nelson Mandela died. And I thought that the inheritance that I imagined we all received from Nelson Mandela was that no matter what circumstances we may find ourselves in, we were given this inheritance of the ability to be free, to be free inside of the worst of circumstances. And I thought that was a beautiful thing to consider. And with Jimmy Carter, there's something about using your position to make life better for people. He's so well known for his work with Habitat for Humanity and for his faith, his Christian faith, and that he felt that his mission in life he felt he feels I don't know what's going on for him in hospice he he felt that by doing whatever he could with whatever he had whenever wherever whenever whatever he was to help his fellow man and he was wasn't defiant. He was anti-racist at a time when it was inconvenient for him to be anti-racist. And there are a lot of special things about him. So I'm just considering all of the ways that receiving an inheritance from Jimmy Carter leads to something about these next few weeks. Of course, I have no idea when he might die and when we might get that inheritance. But the sense of community, um, going back to the, the common people, common needs and strength, site of creative transformation. Sometimes we need um, the energy of a, an inheritance to give us something to push to the next place. Out of oppression comes common good. Yeah, so the, the charge to the oracle, the, the thing behind the oracle according to this translation, oppression above will reverse what is below, welling up from the deep. Accept this and use the energy of the well. So I'm just considering how all of these things tie together inside my, my mind. Yeah. The well represents the field and the common people, an ancient unit of social order consisting of eight fields cultivated by eight families surrounding a central well and used by all. The root is two, the two protectors that permit life to exist, the couple, a local manifestation of earth and heaven. Well is a norm, a model of good order that meets common needs an endless and inexhaustible source of the water of life. The figure that shows the well and the bucket also means us all together. Now that seems important to me, this idea of us all together, not just what is it, in, what is it for me, but what is it for us all together? And these questions seem important right now. 
It is a structure that allows access to the source, a moment when one finds what supports life without exhaustion and understands our common origin. Philosophically, this is the field of power and virtue, shifting and abiding in place. It shows us what is righteous. It is a tap into the subterranean flow of the way, a nipple to the great mother. Hmm, I like that. So this hexagram with those changing lines moved to, was it 18? Oh boy. No, it didn't. It moved to 15 integrity. So I have my book here. I just have to flip through. And integrity. So the hexagram itself shows us the situation, the well, and the changing lines show what we're dealing with, which seemed to be kind of a juxtaposition between wanting the well just for ourselves and wanting it as a a resource for all. So hexagram 15, integrity. What is the simple reality? How might you return to a state of balance? What if it didn't all depend on you? Hmm. To experience integrity is like coming face to face with your real self, plain, simple, and unadorned. To have integrity is to be whole, at one with yourself and with reality. It means being honest about your own capacities, holding yourself in creative balance with your world and not exaggerating the importance of your role. These qualities enable the noble one to bring whatever work presents itself to completion. Since she is not overly full of herself, she has space for the real world. She, has, she isn't hampered by an excess or by lack of confidence. Since she isn't caught up in a personal story, and doesn't identify her work with her worth. She is free to do what needs to be done and move on. Well, geez, that feels like that was just exactly for me. What if I'm not caught up in my personal story? And what if I don't identify my work with my worth? And what if I'm free to do what needs to be done and move on? The end. Just do what needs to be done. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave it right there. I don't think there's anything more that that I need to read about that. Taking the heart of the matter, which is the source of goodness and wellness, and that the well is something that each of us needs access to, and all of us collectively need access to moving into and that we need to do it in a sense of community and that we need to do that without we need to do what needs to be done and you know this might just be the dishes but we need to carry on do what needs to be done and not attach a personal story to it oh my gosh feels like that's sort of blowing my mind a little bit so this is the new moon leaning into what is good for all leaning into doing what needs to be done without attaching a personal story to it without attaching an identification with a worth around that that's 
big, big, big for me. And I want to pull another one of these mantra cards that we did earlier. Okay. Overcoming fear. I will transcend every loss. Overcoming fear. Okay. Well, I think maybe that does help. I mean, I'm so afraid of failure, of trying, and and it doesn't even just feel like trying. It feels like trying again and trying again and trying again. And the truth is I will trans transform, not transform, transcend. I will transcend. I will go beyond every loss. Every loss I can transcend. Okay. I can sit with that. That feels okay to me. And lastly, just a couple of couple of angel cards just to give us a little kick in the pants. <laughs> What's going to happen here? Okay, a few. Transformation. Yes. Delight. Yes, please. Power and peace. Transformation, delight, power, peace. Hmm. Okay. So that's me thinking of this new moon, the new worm moon, because we'll have the full worm moon um, March 7th. Oh, that's coming right up too. Hmm. It's funny how two weeks doesn't take that long. And so I will be back with uh, my I Ching reading for the full worm moon, which will be in Virgo. But for now, be well, enjoy this new moon time, and I um, wish you lots of ease and joy. See you then. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you listen next time when I reach into the invisible unknown and find other things to share with you and talk about.